Hello everyone, I'm Richard Roberts and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. Today, my very special guest is my wife, Lindsay. Lindsay, thank you for being with me. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Glad to be here. Uh, this is a very special time of year. We're coming up on Resurrection Sunday. Correct. And uh, those of you who are watching this podcast, we're in our TV studio here in Tulsa. And this cross that you see behind us is where people have been sending their prayer requests for us to put them on the cross. Exactly. But that was a result of a prophetic dream and vision mm -hmm. that you had some time ago. Well, just you share just a little bit about that? Because people, people, not not quite uh, a Resurrection Sunday yet, they still have time to send it to us. Well, we're going to keep this up as long yeah. as we, you know, care to keep it up, I think. But but recently, if you go to oralroberts.com, you'll see some of the prophetic dreams that I had. And one of them was Jesus stretching out his hands and telling me to tell people, put it on the cross. He's already gone to the cross trust the work of the cross, put it on the cross. And then in my hands, all of a sudden there was like uh, what would seem to be like a laminated sheet of paper. And I had one of those permanent markers. And he said, write your prayer request down and then bring it to me, put it on the cross trust the work of the cross. And that's what I did. And then I, I, you know, we talked, I talked about it here at our office and then a gentleman in our office, Gary made this cross and, you know, we all were kind of just overwhelmed when we walked in and saw this beautiful cross. About eight feet and tall. now there are, um, Thousands, prayer requests on thousands it. and mm -hmm. thousands so of prayer requests. So if you'd like to give us your prayer request, oralroberts.com slash the cross, just real simple, oralroberts.com slash the cross, and we'll be more than happy to put it up on the cross. And one of the reasons we're doing this is this is kind of a central area where we walk past and we walk by it and begin to pray or lay, stretch out our hands, lay hands on it. And so if you would like your prayer requests or, or the Lord told me prayer requests, praise reports. And he even told me to tell you things like disappointments or mm -hmm. things you're believing for dreams. That dreams that have not yet come to pass hopes and dreams. Let us know. We're going to put it up on the cross. It doesn't have to be a lot of words and it doesn't have to be real detailed, but we just want to pray for you. Now, one of the reasons why I wanted Lindsay to be on today is because this is the week that Lindsay's brand new book, Discover Your True Worth is being released mm -hmm. across the country and around the world. This That's is a right. copy of Discover Your True Worth, Becoming the Woman God Created You to Be. Right. And I wanted to uh, offer this to you today uh, by going to oralroberts.com. And, and, uh, but Lindsay, would you share a little bit about the background of this, about how you came to write this book, the prophetic word that came into your life over it, and, and what it's taken to do this project? Well, what's been real interesting is, is I had it in my head, I had it in my heart, and your daddy talked to me about it years ago, saying you'll know when to release it. You'll see, and he gave me very prophetic signs in the earth when it would be time to release this book. Wow, was he ever pinpoint accurate. So I knew that was the time to release it. It had been in the works for a while, but I knew this was the time to finish it, put it together and release it. And when I did, it's been really unusual. I'm going to say it this way. It crosses barriers and boundaries, which was its intent. For example, Bishop T.D. Jakes has endorsed the book and Dog the Bounty Hunter has in, endorsed the book and Tim Story has endorsed the book and Miss K. Robertson from Duck Dynasty has endorsed the book. And so in saying things like that, the idea, the whole premise of the book was to make it cross barriers, cross boundaries and be a place where people, and I designed it for women, but Kenneth Copeland wrote, men and women need to read this book. Yeah, yeah. But it's a premise of the Bible that you are worth more than you think. And if you don't really realize your real true worth, 
which I'm not sure any of us could ever fathom our true worth of what Jesus paid for us when he went to the cross. If, if we're even close to that, it's kind of miraculous that we can see what he did for us. But there's a lot in us that I think we undervalue, devalue, um, all kinds of worldly situations and stuff we go through causes our self-esteem, our self-worth, our whatever to have a different perspective than perhaps what God has for us. So this is biblical examples and real life people examples of people that could have quit, could have given up, that could have walked away. God, how he used women, someone like Deborah, she prophesied, she was a prophet and a judge. God put his stamp of approval on women in leadership. Either he has to take Deborah out of the Bible or we have to recognize also, that. Also, as a part of what my father prophesied, he also said that the next great move of God was coming among women. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the major reasons why you're releasing this book now. He said that women, and that was one of the reasons, that was part of the prophetic word he gave me. He said, you will recognize when women need to come to the forefront. And it's not just they want to. I don't want a woman to take a man's place. I don't want a man to take a woman's place. I want a woman to take her place and a man to take his place. And that place has to be wherever God called and ordained somebody to be. Children the same way. Mm -hmm. But one of the unique things about it is what I see as a season in the earth. Keep in mind that, uh, that Mary carried the Christ child, a female. Mary birthed the Christ child. Women were there, pardon me, women were there at the birth of Jesus at the cross, at the death of Jesus, at the resurrection of Jesus. Yes. Women played a very vital role in the ministry of Jesus. As a matter of fact, it was a woman, Mary Magdalene, who announced that he'd risen from the dead. And if you look in the chapter called The Gucci Girls, she's in there. Okay, now talk about that. You have a chapter called The Gucci Girls. So in our society today, we look at outer things and we ask questions like, oh, I love your shoes, are they Gucci? Or we may say, I love your shoes, where did you get them? Or, hey, have you heard of the new restaurant? Do you eat sushi? That's the kind of things that we talk about, we see on social media, the kind of questions we ask. Mm -hmm. So I said, if we took that setting back to Mary, Joanna, and Susanna, the women God called in the Bible, Luke chapter 8, where Jesus referred as women of substance. What was it? That word substance is an amazing word. It has so many facets to it. Why did Jesus say that? Why did he name them by name? I mean, first of all, how many women did Jesus name by name in the Bible? And then, and then to top it off, three in a row? This had to be some group. This had to be some example that Jesus was trying to set. And I think he was setting the example that women have a particular role for a particular reason, for a particular season, and they play a, an unusual part for this reason. They're, they're, they're created by God in his image, but I think we have different aspects. Women birth, that's a different aspect. Well, why? I think part of that is it shows staying power, it shows nurturing, it can show a lot of different things. And God used the Gucci girls, the, the three women of substance in not a modern day setting, but we certainly could see it in a modern day setting, which is what I, why I wrote it that way, to show they had purpose, they had meaning. And if you remember in Luke 8, what happened immediately after he called them that and what set the stage? The parable of the sower. That most phenomenal, really, uh, you know, eye-opening parable in the phenomenon of sowing 
and reaping. That parable of the sower was set by Jesus, but who set the stage making the, the place available? Who made it just right for Jesus to walk in and do his part? Mm -hmm. Mary, Joanna, and Susanna. Women play a vital role, and without it, could he have preached that? Maybe. I'm sure he could have done whatever he wanted to do. But they, they set the stage for something to happen that had never happened in the Bible before. Now you speak of setting the stage. You have a chapter called Welcome to the Unconvention. Maybe Can my you favorite. Share a little that's bit about why that? it's chapter one. Well, uh, we have some pre-release copies the last week or so, and that's what people have been saying to me. They like the chapter on Welcome to the Unconvention. Can you? Uh, if can you, you notice in there, it says he was a king born in a barn. He he was sinless. He knew no sin, but he walked among sinners. Mm -hmm. He he was such a unique unconventional human soul at the same time divine man at the same time so much god that it was hard to see man in him but so much man you had to look to see the god in him mm -hmm. he was so much of both but not even the grave could hold him not even the grave could hold him that's unconventional when he calls deborah a woman a prophet a judge to go to battle and that the armies are going to take orders from her bam 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 that's unconventional when he uses somebody like the gucci girls that's unconventional when he said in order to gain you have to give that's really unconventional you have to sow in order to reap give away from yourself to receive from yourself what it doesn't make sense but the Bible is structured on trust and faith and obedience, an example from Jesus proving how we could get on God's system and how it was different than man's system, but God's system has great, great reward. And if you look in, in chapter uh, of Luke again, I think it's Luke 6, 33, right before the given it shall be given, let's, Luke 6, 38. So just before Luke 6, 38, given it shall be given unto you, it says, seek first. First and foremost, above all, seek first the kingdom of God and his ways of doing and being, his that's, ways of righteousness, his righteousness, how he operates in the kingdom. And when you do, it goes on to say, all the things you have need of shall be added unto you. We are in this world, but we're not of it. We are in the city. So you follow certain gover uh, government regulations, so to speak. You follow signs, you speed limits, um, stop signs, whatever they are. Sure. But God's kingdom is set up completely different. The kingdom of God is as a seed, and when it's sown, it grows out. And it stretches out into great branches. The kingdom of God is unique, but it's a kingdom with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords being Jesus. And to me, that's no failure. Now you have a chapter that's most unusual. You compare Esther with Delilah. <laughs> to Delilah. You call them like their twin sisters. Yeah. And that's about the last thing your natural mind <laughs> yeah. would think of. Yeah, if you read about Esther and you read about Delilah, you think, wow, when, they might be polar opposites, but you call them like twin sisters. Twin means having um, similar com uh, things to compare. Okay. And it means Ex even identical things to now. compare. When you think about it, you think of Esther as this regal woman with a crown of her head on her head and mm -hmm. absolute beauty and probably the fashion statement of as the day. As a queen. As a queen. But Esther had a purpose. Her purpose was to build up for a reason. So did Delilah. Da Delilah wanted to build up her positioning for a reason. So did Esther.
Esther, to build up her positioning, was to save a nation. Delilah was to use her positioning to destroy God's nation. Both of them had to get the attention of a man. Both of them were beautiful. Both of them had amazing qualities, obviously communication skills. And they had a drive and a passion to do it. To do what they believed they were wanting and willing to do. Now, when you take that, we all have similar characteristics that I think we could find in at least a handful of people. But here's the thing, how are you using those characteristics? Someone may be using their gift of gab to shoot somebody down, tear them up, and just make ruins out of them. Someone may be using those men 5,000 words a day, women 20,000 words a day is what tests prove. They may be using those 20,000 words to build somebody up and to encourage them. They're all words. It's just how are they, how are they fashioned? For what purpose? Are you building somebody up? Or are you tearing somebody down? We all have the ability to use our words wisely, but for what purpose? Mm -hmm. Esther's purpose was to really take a huge risk for the kingdom of God. And to save a nation. And Delilah was doing something, a huge risk for the kingdom of God. Only she wanted to tear it down and Esther wanted to build it up. It's amazing to me how we can get something so similar and yet so off track. Mm -hmm. And if we're not careful, we, we can take our giftings and our callings and our blessings and the things God's given us, and we have a, an amazing opportunity to use them properly or improperly. But the choice is ours. You mentioned uh, the endorsements in it, and it's a, it's a tremendous several endorsement pages here. I want to just share a little bit with you what uh, people have been saying about this book. This is what the Bishop T.D. Jakes says, and you, you mentioned him a mm -hmm. while ago. Lovely man. Uh, New York Times bestselling author, pastor there in, uh, in Dallas. When the Lord gave me the message, Woman Thou Art Loosed, some 25 years ago, I had no idea how it would grow, resonate, and help unravel the tangled lives of countless women around the globe. I see the message in Discover Your True Worth as a similar handbook, one that will guide women who are on the journey to becoming all that God created them to be and to making a difference in every facet of life and every sphere of influence. Now that's a powerful word from Bishop Jakes. So what precious Bishop T.D. Jakes does not know is that is so similar to what your daddy said to me before he went home to be with the Lord and gave me what he called a mandate to do for women, to build them up and in a sense give them a roadmap to show who they are in Christ. Hmm. And when I received the, the words of that endorsement, first of all, I was so honored. I just, I really love Bishop Jakes. He's a wonderful human being. We've known him many years. But to compare what he said to your daddy who's now in heaven, what uh, it touched my heart so much, but at the same time, it also touched my spirit to know, Lindsay, build people up. Yeah. It's important that people know who they are. And then you have an Christ. endorsement. You have an endorsement here from uh, Miss Kay Robertson of the Duck Dynasty family. Now everybody knows Duck Dynasty, and uh, Kay is so precious. grateful for this. Uh, she says, as a child of God, we must understand our worth. Lindsay encourages us to discover who we are who we are made in the image of, and what our useful purpose is. So many of us, myself included, have struggled to find our place in the high scheme of things because we get sidetracked by our failures and mistakes. We think there's no way God could use us as broken vessels 
like, like, like me, she says, in his mighty work. Well, that's what Lindsay shows us, how to do that. Uh, she is just precious, Lindsay. She's just so down to earth. She, she and I are going to do with her daughter-in-law, Lisa, we're going to do something called a mashup. And it's April 14th, and I'm so excited I can uh, Now, hear. wait a minute. A now, mashup. a mashup is now, wait a, minute. Wait a, a bunch minute. of people, or one, two, people from with different thoughts and ideas come together for kind of, I'm going to call it the greater good. That's a mashup? That's called a mashup. It's not a mashed potato, it's just a mashup. <laughs> I love mashed potatoes. You're not going to do the mashed potato, you're just going to have a mashup. I pray to God I don't have to <laughs> do, do the mashed potato. do you know how potato. to do the mashed potato? As a matter of fact, <laughs> you have to understand as a kid. I, I grew up with all that, the Freddy, the mashed potato, you, the twist. You can do let's, all of that? Let's just swing back to Miss Gay. <laughs> ask me Ask me how many of them I can do. How many of those can you One. do? One. What is that? I can do the pony, that's it. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> but it's not very pretty. Well, we'll pass on that, won't we? Here's what to Kevin Adele said. Now, Kevin Adele is the CEO of the Word, Word Network, Network, one of the largest Christian guy. networks in the country. He said, I believe this book must get into the hands of every woman currently in ministry and every woman who feels called to serve God in any way. It's provocative, challenging, and personal. Kevin is one of the most down-to-earth men that want to see people get the message of God. And he supports women, he supports programs, but most of all, he supports things that lead people to God. Yeah, yeah. And I just love him for that. Now, Joni Lamb is uh, the the CEO and head of the She's one of the co-founders, co she and, of and Day, Marcus. Of Daystar Television. Mm -hmm. Here's what Joni said in her endorsement. What is my worth? This is a question I hear often and a topic requested by the viewers of Joni Table Talk in Discover Your True Worth. Lindsay walks readers through the Bible telling the story of women who, even in uncertainty, discovered their true identity in what God had destined them to accomplish. So one of my favorite looking forward to experiences is I get to be with Joni on Table Talk in, yeah. in May. And the thing that I admire about Joni could not be boiled down to one thing. There are so many, many, many things, but the overall theme of Joni Lamb is she loves God and wants to lead people to Jesus. I have been uh, an admirer of Joni Lamb and her strength and her worth and her value and her goodness, her kindness, her generosity to other people. She is not all about herself. She's about God and his kingdom. She's one of the most unusual people with so many giftings. You would think she would be a little bit different, but she is not that haughty, prideful she could be. I mean, with her with her stuff that Joni has accomplished, she could do a lot of things. And instead, Joni has the most precious, humble spirit. She is what I would call a humble servant of God trying to build people up. And I admire her strength. I just admire her as a person. And I'm honored by that. <laughs> now, speaking of the unconvention. You're going to you say Dog the Bounty Hunter. My Dog the and Bounty Fancy, Hunter. And Francie, his lovely wife. They uh, are darling. Here's what Dog said. Discover your true worth can be a powerful inspiration to all who choose to dwell in its pages. We are particularly blessed by the chapter, Welcome to the Unconventional. Yeah, I know, they like that, that one. As both of our lives have been unconventional, we walked on the dark side of life before we heard God calling our names. Once we ran to him, we realized how powerfully God can use unconventional people. 
And I'm so glad that Dog uh, uh, endorsed this. Dog and Francie are two of the most lovely human beings, and they're unconventional. And everybody knows who. Knows who. Well, he, most he everybody does. He doesn't go by does. his name, Dwayne. His name Dwayne is Dwayne. Dwayne Chapman. But he goes but by Dog. People just call him dog. dog. But he and Francie have done an unusual work with unusual people in an unusual situation. I pray that I will never be a bounty hunter. I don't know how successful I would be. I would probably be in the back seat of the car shaking and praying in tongues and crying out to God to get me out of there. But here's the interesting thing about that back seat of the car. That's one of his greatest pulpits. He witnesses to the people that he encounters. the two of them are unique and they're lovely and they love God and they're unconventional. So, you know, this is the whole idea that God uses unconventional people in unconventional callings. Not everybody preaches in a pulpit in a church, but everybody can talk about Jesus in some way or another. And that's what this book is about. And that includes Kathy Duplantis. That's the most lovely human soul on earth, I think. Jesse Duplantis' wife, she says, Lindsay, When I grow up, I want to be lovely like she is. She's just so lovely. Uh, Lindsay Roberts is a valuable treasure who shines brilliantly through the pages of her book, Discover Your True Worth. Lindsay has boldly embraced her mandate to help women prepare to take their rightful place and come to the forefront of life. Wow, what words from Kathy? Kathy talks about her daughter Jody and her granddaughter Meredith so much that I think I know them. I know their names, I know what they are about, and that's because she's a wife, mm-hmm. a mama, a grandmother, a woman of God, and she loves, love, love, loves bringing out the best in other people. She is amazing. And yet she has never lost herself. And in that, I tell you what, what an honor for her to talk about this book. But that's what this book is about. Mm -hmm. Becoming the best you, you can be. Not somebody else, not something else, not some other calling. But what has God called you to be? Do you really know your true worth? And if you know your true worth, wow, let's do what God calls us to do. And then you have an endorsement uh, from Tim's story. Uh, Tim Story is not only a motivational speaker, but he has been a life coach to many stars in Hollywood. In fact, he was ahead of that Hollywood program. Bible, but Hollywood Bible, Bible study. We've study gone for, to for it. For a long time. I just talked with uh, Tim the day before yesterday, and he told me he just returned from Miami where he was life coaching 22,000 people in one setting. And you know uh, who the other speakers were? Yeah, uh, Donald Trump and Bishop T.D. Jakes. Yeah. And he was the other speaker. Yeah. Anyway, here's what Tim writes. In a time when many people seek their sense of worth from the number of followers on social media. Lindsay Roberts has written what I believe to be a life-altering book that shifts the focus to what is truly important. Your dad used to call him Timmy Story. (laughs) He loved him. I think he thought he was like one of his kids because Tim loved him like a father. And your dad really loved Tim, loved Tim. But there was something about Tim. When you talk about T.D. Jakes, your father thought he was one of the greatest preachers that ever took a breath. And I happen to agree with him. T.D. Jakes is a preacher's preacher. And you know, I told that to Bishop Jakes once, and he said, Richard, the truth is, when I was very young in ministry, I used to come to your father's minister's conferences and sit way, way up in the balcony just to hear your dad preach. Isn't that amazing? And Tim's story is one of those that that preaches in church, pastors in church, but he has an unconventional 
ability to touch the unchurched, to reach the unreached, and to bring out the best in people using the best of all he is, but most of all, the best of all he, Jesus is. Let me ask you one more question. Um, this title, Discover Your True Worth, Becoming the Woman God Created You to Be. When a woman, or, or a man in this case, reads this book and finishes mm -hmm. it, what do you want them to have received after they have completed the book? There's a funny closing chapter um, called A Discovery Zone. <clears throat> and we take each chapter, chapter by chapter, and pull out kind of what I would like to see happen and what I think the Bible would like to see, how God would like to use the Bible and see something come to pass. For example, I did a chapter about unforgiveness and bitterness. You know, I, I laugh about it, and I wish I'd put this in the book, because I've said it many times, but I giggle about I found it in my notes the other day. And you know, bitterness keeps you so bound, but unforgiveness can keep you bound as well. Now, top it off, forgiveness doesn't let the other guy off the hook. Forgiveness lets you off the hook. When you forgive someone, you, you may not ever realize that they could turn around and do the same thing to somebody else. They could commit the again. same <laughs> thing to you again. Forgiveness gets you off the hook so that God can minister to you. So in one of the discovery zones, I put a question in there like, I tried to make it today. Say you had a podcast. We're on a podcast right now. And I'm not sure if I use podcast or if you were a TV show host. And you're the person that hurts you the most. And I'm, I don't know if I called it your worst enemy, but someone that, that it was a hard time for you to forgive walked in and they were your next guest. <laughs> what would you say to them? Well, the bottom line is that's a tough question. I've actually had that happen to me before. I, he did, and I was there. He did, and I was there. And I watched my husband do something he learned from his father, and I wasn't as quick to forgive, but I sure learned a good lesson. I had to walk over to the man and forgive him, forgive him for, for, for what he had done to me. He had done a horrible and thing. And he didn't apologize. No. And Richard went over and said, I just want you to forgive me in case I've held anything against you. I'm like, you better be talking about your wife over here because she sure has. <laughs> <laughs> that man is in heaven now. But from the time Richard said that, to the time he went to heaven, you two are like best pals. Yeah, God well, that, not only changed everything, changed something. He opened up an, an amazing friendship. When I asked him to forgive me for holding it against him, remember what he said. And he turned around and asked me to forgive him for what he had said about he me. He said, "I'm the one that did wrong. I, I can't even imagine you saying that. I'm the one that has to ask forgiveness." I'm sitting over in a corner chair, going, "Okay, this is getting good now." Because when we walked in, I thought, "This is not going to be good." But by the time God was finished, it was good. And it was because you were willing to forgive. And forgiveness may never let someone else off the hook, but it sure lets yourself off the hook. Well, you're going to enjoy this book. You. You're going to enjoy, especially enjoy the the, uh, the Discovery Zone at the at the end. Well, and I'm urging you, you to get a copy of this. You can order it now through oralroberts.com. Discover your true worth, becoming the woman God created you to be. But remember, Kenneth Copeland, who also endorsed it. I didn't read his endorsement. Kenneth Copeland also said in his endorsement, men need to read this book just as much as women. Well, you we know? all need to find our true worth. All of us, every one of us. So oralroberts.com, discover your your true worth. I pray and believe it's a blessing. It's published by HarperCollins, yep. which is the number two 
publisher in America. And uh, so I pray it'll be a blessing to you. OralRoberts.com. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you for inviting me. Today. And would you pray over people right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for people right now. Lord, whatever it is that they're going through, no matter what it is, the name of Jesus is above every name named in heaven and earth. And at that name, everything else is required by your word, God, to bow. So I pray for people in every walk of life, every area of life, anything and everything that you're going through. I pray for God to minister to you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. I pray for God to heal you physically, financially, emotionally, in your thoughts, in whatever it is. Maybe you need a new job. Maybe you need, you know, a new uh, vocabulary where you start talking positive, whatever it is that God is leading you to, to really trust him and believe him. I pray that you operate according to the faith of God. The Bible says, have faith in God. One translation says, have the God kind of faith. I pray as God's given to every person the measure of faith, you stir up your most holy faith. You stir it up. And what is that? It's your belief system. And begin to believe and expect a miracle in every aspect of life. And that includes your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, your family, your friends, your job, anything and everything you have need of. I pray for God to minister healing to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. And I add, I add my word on to Lindsay's word. You mentioned miracle, expect a miracle. I'm setting my faith with you right now for the miraculous power of God to touch your life. And I rebuke every sickness and every disease. I rebuke every fear. I rebuke every doubt. Any, any anxious moment, I rebuke that. I rebuke loneliness and discouragement and depression. And I pray for healing from the crown of your head, even into the soles of your feet. And I pray for it to begin today in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you, Lindsay. Thank you. And thank you so much for being part of our podcast today. And I will see you next time. To request Lindsay's book, Discover Your True Worth, just go to oralroberts.com slash bookstore or call 1-844-828-1412.